baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Or, you know, is that kind of a mediocre year? I would tell you, based upon the roster turnover and so forth, that's that's not a disappointing year uh, for LSU. But then again, you're a coach. What's your take on that? I know you don't like to lose by 30, but your take overall on the LSU season. You know, I thought it had great promise. I think I think uh, Will has come in and done a really nice job. You're not going to see the full benefits of Will uh, Will Wade's efforts until about year three. Mm-hmm. Uh, which in this business, as we come to find out, as Tubby Smith, yeah, sometimes you don't get through. You don't get to year three. But yeah, you know, I think overall his recruiting has improved. I think that uh, he's raised the profile. I think it was disappointing the way they finished, but you know. When you get into SEC play, you look how many teams the SEC put into the NCAA tournament. Look, they swept Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a Sweet 16 team likely to go to the Elite Eight. And so yeah. LSU, I think they were 9-9 nine nine against tournament teams. So I think he turned a corner. Yeah, I think Johnny's uh, when Johnny Jones, who I like Johnny Jones, he's a friend of mine, I, I thought that the Ben Simmons buildup was so intense that anything short of a Final Four, would have been disappointing, and I, and I think it just, you know, he went down the tubes with the Ben Simmons party, and the, the rest of it was just they they had to make a move, and they did. So I think Will Wade's brought some energy back to that program. It'd be interesting to see year two and year three, um, you know, how they progress because the SEC obviously has upped their ante in basketball coaches. Everybody from Ben Howland, look what Rick Barnes has done, uh, Bruce Pearl, Auburn won a uh, a conference title. Uh, albeit Bruce Pearl is likely not to be there next year. Uh, John Calipari, you name it. They've done a phenomenal job in, in upping their basketball. Their, their basketball actually right now has more high-profile coaches than, than football. And yes, and I said that. And don't throw the Nick Saban. I'll give you Nick Saban. Absolutely. Other than that, your basketball guys are, are significantly an upgrade from your football coaches in the SEC. Disagree with that? No, not at all. I mean, you've got, uh, you know, uh, a guy that's been a head coach a couple of Quinzo Martin at, at Missouri. You've got Frank Martin at South Carolina. You've got Calipari at Kentucky. Uh, Mike White at Florida. That's just the East. Uh, and I've missed a couple. And then, of course, the West. You mentioned Howland, who, you know, had a great run at, at UCLA. Uh, you know, Will Wade's uh, story is yet to be written, but certainly he's, you know, been aggressive on the uh, – on the basketball front, I think you'll see a, uh, a little bit of an uptick just from an energy standpoint with Kermit Davis at Ole Miss. Um, Tom Crean, some people like that hire, some don't at Georgia. Um, but there'll be some, as you've said, there, there may be a, a, another one or two. I, I'm a little different with you on Bruce Pearl. I think if I'm Auburn, I do everything I can to hold on to him. I think Bruce Pearl. I don't think you're going to be able to. I, I'm a Bruce Pearl fan, Jamie. Look, I, I, I don't know him real well. I know him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Bruce Pearl. I think he's a he's done a heck of a job uh, at Auburn. He took a football school that you know the the biggest. It's like LSU. The the biggest sports at Auburn are football, spring football, baseball, probably the swim team, and then men's basketball comes in there somewhere like right above uh, billiards and right below golf. 
but done a phenomenal job, especially given the – yeah, is it interesting that if you look at Arizona and you look at Auburn, very, very good basketball teams, intensely under the FBI uh, and to a lesser extent the NCAA microscope, when they exited the NCAA tournament, both of them collapsed. Auburn had a close call to begin with in the first-round game. Arizona blown out, and then Auburn absolutely obliterated in the second round. Can I draw a interesting conclusion that maybe all the stuff they have going on internally behind the scenes, uh, when stuff started going from bad to worse, it just snowballed. Would that be too much of a, a comparison to draw? No, and I think you're. I think you're dead on. I think just the weight of all that after a season long, as, as you know, it's a grind. On uh, when things are going well, uh, the basketball season, college basketball season, is a grind for every university and every coach, coaching staff, players, and so forth. And particularly when you get, you know, you're you're running on fumes at, at this point, uh, both emotionally and and physically. And uh, I think you're right. I think it caught up with Arizona and Auburn, uh, two clubs. That were, of course, Auburn was was. Uh, missing arguably their best player, so that didn't help either. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the weight of these investigations and, and so forth started to weigh in on these schools, and it's unfortunate because, you know, I'd like to have seen, you know, I think Arizona was was everybody's uh, kind of popular pick to go. But I keep going back, Terry, to, to what's happened at, you know, some other places that are going on right now. You know, there's Oklahoma State, USC are also mentioned in that, Louisville. Um and then you see somebody like North Carolina who, you know, to their credit, I mean, I think they stood up to the NCAA and said, you know, go ahead, prove it. Um, I think, you know, when all this stuff is, I mean, granted, is it's almost like, uh, you know, it, it's almost selective enforcement now. I mean, show me a school that hasn't bent the rules. I mean, you tell me, but to what extent, I know, but you can say this. Are you going to tell me that Duke, uh, even Duke, you know, who has this pristine image, they like to hold themselves up as better than everybody else academically and everything else, are you going to tell me that, that they're exactly uh, Snow White clean? That, that's, that's BS. We all know that. So, I mean, to me, the NCAA needs to, uh, and, and maybe the FBI I know is a, is a totally different issue, but, again, I wouldn't stop looking at just at the schools that have been mentioned so far. I'd be looking at schools like Duke and North Carolina and Clemson and other schools. I mean, to me, I think everybody's hands are dirty in this. I mean, I do. And, and you know, find a better way to make the players – I mean, I know the players get their education paid for and everything, and we can get into that. But, I mean, bring back decency to it where, you know, players can at least get a couple hundred bucks if they're such from such a, a deprived background, you know, things like that a month. And you're going to still have things – like they this, do, Jamie. They, they do get a it's called subsistence checks. Pell uh, Grant part of their scholarship package. The big time universities, you know, Oklahoma. We we talked about this when the NCAA passed cost. What was it? Uh, the cost of attendance, extra stipend. So you know they're getting everything paid for, and then they said you know they get the Pell Grant. So if it's a, it's a impoverished background, according to what your income taxes, your parents are. You're typically getting six to eight thousand dollars in your pocket from Pell Grant. That is a check made to Jamie Foxx. You get it twice a year, once in the fall, once in the spring, split down the middle. So if if, if your Pell Grant is eight thousand dollars, which is about full, I think these days, you get a four thousand dollar check in the fall. You get a four thousand dollar check in the spring. 
that's pretty good. That's um, you know that that's more than the standard person makes per month uh, uh, in this part of the country. But you get that. And then the big schools have offered cost of attendance, which is an extra money, or like Oklahoma unlimited food. They bought two million dollar food trucks, put them at each end of the campus. You have programs like uh, uh, the, the, the lower end majors, the lower end mid majors. They can't afford it because they can't afford to do it for everybody. LSU, Texas, it's a drop in the bucket. Uh, or if you have a booster that's really funding your program, you know, they donate a million dollars a year. It's a tax write-off for them. And now you're able to offer something that other schools don't. So, you know, I, you know, I can make an argument to pay the players. I can make an argument not until you can show me. And, and you know, and I hear all this stuff. I, you know, I hear Jalen Rose. Uh, going off about, you know, the players should boycott the tournament. Do, for, do you really think, I mean, there's 64 draft picks in the world every year, right, in the NBA. Half of those are going to go to international kids. So there's 32 picks a year. They're going to be American. 32 picks out of 375 Division One programs. I'm not even counting all the D2s, D3s, NAIs, JUCOs, uh, whatever other, USCAAAA, whatever all that stuff is. i got no idea. But that's, that's tens of thousands of, of potential prospects, and 32 go. Out of those 32 that go, let's just say there's 40 teams that are really power five teams you're going to pay to watch. Are you going to pay the softball team? Are you going to pay the swimming team, the golf team, the diving team? Or do you do it off a percentage of their scholarship? There's so many bells and whistles to this that, you know, just the, the myopic view is like, what is pay everybody? Because the NCAA is making a billion, and they're making a billion dollars. Absolutely no question about it. I don't know. It's almost like the bowl system uh, with, the, with the national championship in football. You've got to figure out a way to do it. Because I promise you, University of Louisiana Monroe and Grambling and even Louisiana Tech, they're not pulling Alabama, LSU, Texas, Georgia, Florida, Ohio State, Michigan, Northwestern, UCLA, USC money. I mean, they can't pay their kids there, even if you said it was okay. I mean, how many people are you putting butts in seats and donations? It's a different world. Jalen Rose, uh, to say he's an elitist, he was on the Fab Five at Michigan, and that's all he knows. Everybody ain't Michigan, bro. They're just not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's easy to jump on that bandwagon. They should pay the players. You know, they're, they're using their players. Yeah, they're using them to – the coaches are making millions. Well, hey – then, then we do something about that. You know, it's America. Do we restrict somebody's right to make money? You can't make money off your image. NCAA's got a lot of problems. And I've been very critical in a lot of ways of the NCAA, just like Jay Billis. You know, do you go to a division, a super division, and then a non-division? So this Power 5 division, we're going to pay the players. Non-Power 5, they get scholarships. Uh, you get scholarships or you don't. You get paid or you get scholarships. Maybe that's the avenue to take. I don't know. But just the blanket pay everybody, uh, it's a very myopic, limited viewpoint of somebody that has really not researched the whole thing out. I think you make a lot of good points, but here's here's one I think you made without even realizing it. And that's the strongest point for t- adopting the baseball um, model of three years before you can declare. Um I think obviously, you know, I think you mentioned the – if you want to, let's, let's just take the, the NBA – college basketball comparison there you, you already indicated there's only 32 slots if you throw in the international component which already eliminates and, and how many kids are going to declare nine ten times more than should and where are they going to end up 
maybe in Yugoslavia or Lithuania. God help them if they have to go to Lithuania and play for LeVar Ball. But, I mean, again, those those opportunities are so limited uh, in the NBA. and, and but, but they got these kids in their back pocket saying, you got to go. You got to go pro. You know, one and done. Get out of here. You're better than everybody else out there. And, and you, you know, Terry, better than anybody else. That's not true. From a maturity standpoint, from just a physical standpoint, these guys' games, if they're lucky, yeah, their game will round into form, and they'll make an NBA roster someday. But I've got a uh, solution. Works so much against them. Okay, go ahead. I, I, no, I've got a. I didn't mean to cut you off. I've got a solution. Uh, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, I'm going to tell you a very simple solution to this whole problem. You're going to hear it first from Waldrop. Uh, incredibly simple, and I think it would it would cure a lot of the problems. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, Tabor running the board. The same we're brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, Louisiana Special Olympics. Text us, 888-993-7762. Washington Valley Federal Credit Union, back on Momentola Edge. This is Mark Fuller with Car Pros North. Tax time is here. And tax cars are real, real, real cheap at Car Pros North. We just want to let everyone know we have access to over 500 units. We got cars, trucks, SUVs, two wheel drive, four wheel drive, sports cars, third row seats, and financing available for everyone. Come see us, 601 Cypress Street, West Monroe, Louisiana, Car Pros North. Find Car Pros North on Facebook or visit carprosnorth.com. I want to tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on 97.7 North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. On a big truck's journey, the driver faces long hours, unrealistic deadlines, and fatigue. Driver fatigue could lead to devastating accidents, leaving people seriously injured or killed. A big truck wreck requires serious legal help. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in a wreck with a big truck, I know what to do for you. Don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. If remodeling your bathroom is on your to-do list, Glassworks of West Monroe makes it easy and affordable. Glassworks specializes in beautiful shower doors and custom mirrors for a -a one-of-a-kind look. From gorgeous custom mirrors in any size to framed or frameless shower doors with coordinating hardware, you'll be amazed at the transformation and the affordable price. For example, search Facebook for Glassworks of West Monroe, LLC. Glassworks, making your bathroom new again. Hospitality runs deep. 
with luxurious spas, relaxing resorts, and historic bed and breakfast inns. Treasure runs deep. With fine boutique shopping, fabled bookstores, and authentic local cuisine. Wonder runs deep. With museums, festivals, and experiences the whole family can enjoy. Mississippi runs deep. So dive in deep. Plan your Mississippi getaway today at visitmississippi.org. Ram Truck Month at Bernadotte brings huge discounts so you can make a great deal on your new Ram truck with 14000 off MSRP on 17 Ram 1500 Longhorn or get 13000 off on 17 Ram 1500 Laramie or get 11000 off on 18 Ram 1500 Crew Bighorn or get 10000 off on 18 Ram 3500 Crew or get an 18 1500 Quad Cab for only $29.9. Don't miss Ram Truck Month at Brennan Dodge in Ruston. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, bringing you all things sports. And we might delve into other stuff. Who knows? God knows where the rabbit trail Jamie and I go down every day. This segment brought to you by my friend, Mr. Bobby Manning. Attorney at Law, tremendous Northeast Louisiana attorney based here in Monroe. Criminal offense, personal injury, wrongful death, whatever you need, Bobby is there for you. Give him a call today, 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at Law. All right, Jamie, so here's my solution to the basketball, or to one of the basketball issues. All these kids, and you know, at some point it's going to happen. They're going to get a couple of these guys together, uh, and they're going to boycott. It's going to happen. Uh, here, here's my issue for that. I think we go back. And we say, you know what, if you want to declare for the NBA draft out of high school, I think you're able to do that. The, the caveat being, don't sign with an agent. Don't sign with an agent or make it a minimal amount. And if you're not drafted, you have the opportunity to go into college. Now you might put in the baseball rules. But the, the issue is, why are we forcing kids to go to college that don't want to go to college? I sort of have a problem with that. Everybody, you go down to the seventh grade team, uh, you know, somewhere in West Monroe today. There, there's a West Monroe junior high guy going, you know what, I'm going to the NBA. I could probably go out of eighth grade, but I'm going to wait another year for my ninth grade year. Or, or wherever, anywhere in America. The delusion is so strong that people have no concept of, of how truly good players are, uh, even at the collegiate level. My good friend Larry Cordero, LSU Alexandria, uh, head coach, playing in a national championship game tonight uh, in Kansas City, the one I was fortunate enough to win uh, some years ago. Uh, NAI national title. Look, I don't care where you're at. If you win a national title or you get to that game, uh, there's a lot of things that go into that. I promise you, every single kid, Jamie, on Larry Cordero's team at LSU Alexandria, when they're in the seventh grade, of course, when they were in the seventh grade, LSU Alexandria didn't have a program, but to my point, they had they weren't dreaming of being an LSU general. I'm going to be an LSU Alexandria general and have a chance to go win a national champ. They were going to Duke or North Carolina or Kentucky or UCLA or Kansas, every one of them. But as, as fate would have it, a lot of Division One kids, when, when coaches turn over, when uh, they're not good enough, they're, the people, they get over-recruited, they look to transfer and they look for an opportunity that's best for them. I used to laugh all the time because in junior college when I was recruiting, 
I wouldn't deal with kids until January or February because even if they have a .00 grade point average, after three and a half years in high school, they still think they're going to make a 30 on the ACT and magically end up at Duke. You know, about January, it starts dawning on them that, you know, I'm probably going to have to go to junior college because I have no academics. We start recruiting then. And so, and even their advisors, if you will, are clueless. Uh, you would be scared. You know, we, we talked about Mike Jeffco getting the email from the kid in Colorado. You'd be amazed at some of the emails you get as a college coach or even as a high school coach uh, from, from people wanting to be involved in the program that, you know, they, they watched a YouTube video on how to dribble a basketball. Now they think they're like dribbles monster or whatever they are. And, and it's just people that a lot of times you don't want them anywhere near your kids. But the point being, there's a lot of places out there to play. Uh, everybody here, and I grew up here, so I can say this, we get so consumed with Division One athletics that we assume um, ULM, Tech, Grambling, whoever, or if you're really good, you go to LSU or somewhere else. But that's all we, we concern ourselves with. You don't realize how good players are at the next level in junior college or Division Three or NAI, uh, places like that. It, you, people have no concept how good those players truly are. And because we don't have that many Division One players here, especially like in basketball, uh, if you have one, it's really special. And they just absolutely dominate. But there's very few players in college, Jamie, at any level, that didn't do really well in high school. Well, no, to your point, I mean, the, the NFL and the NBA are, are are littered with players who graduated from places like Grand Valley State and Saginaw State and Ferris State. I mean, West Georgia. I mean, Humboldt State. Let's We could go on and on and on. But to your point about the the one you know getting kids and and I I tend to agree with you halfway on that point of you know let them go half out of college out of high school straight to uh, straight to the pros. The problem with that is and, and then letting them matriculate back to college if they don't make it. Um, the problem with that is you've already as a coach you've already committed scholarships to other kids, so you got a guy that that uh, went straight to the pros got cut. And now is looking to get back into college, and you got to cut another kid in order to make room for him, um, which we would all would do. Obviously, if a kid's that good, you know, you you know the guy that you recruited. So that to me is kind of a conundrum that that, that maybe is is able to be fixed. Maybe I just haven't looked deep enough into that. But you've committed scholarships elsewhere, and then you got a, a really, you know, a five star kid that wants to come and, and play for you because he can't make it in the NBA. Um, there ought to be some way we can keep kids, you know, without paying them outright. Um, and, and I brought this up to you at the break. I mean, you know, the kids that are really destitute, through no, you know, no fault of their own. I'm not, I'm not throwing shade on that. But you give a kid four grand that's never had anything. I mean, how do you? I mean, that's like. I can tell you what they do with it. A lot of times, I can tell you exactly what they do with it. I've seen it. What, do they delve it out to them in increments, or do they give it to them in a bl- one lump sum check? No, they get, you, get a, you get a check. You get a four-grand check, and, and here's the deal. I've seen kids go to the mall and blow every cent of it. That's what I'm talking about. I have seen, I have seen kids take 95% of that money and send it to their mom. Because yeah. parents are – you know, you got a couple kids in college, and you're getting, you know, four grand a semester from three of them. That, that's pretty good change. Um, and, you know, and, and I've seen them do in between. So, you know, it just really varies. But it's, it's money that the federal government is giving you to go to college 
you can't penalize them because they, they have enough skill to get an athletic scholarship. And so that's money they're getting. Uh, the NCAA prohibits football and basketball kids from working. You can't work. You cannot hold a job. Now, people are going to go, well, they practice so much. Theoretically, you're in that 20-hour-a-week deal, but that's uh, more of a guideline than a rule. You're going to show that on paper. But so they, they literally can't work. And so kids that have money to begin with or come from means, it's not that bad. Kids that don't, they're, man, they're counting on that money. They're just trying to live. Now, how many kids like that are going to the NBA? Very few. A, a some. A couple. But but by and large, very few. There's 300 and whatever, 65 teams, Division One, something a lot. How many kids are going to go to the NBA out of 365 teams this year? You can put up one hand. I mean, it's a, that's the I mean, point. Let's, let's, just go, let's just go 0.01%. It's going to be 32 kids that get drafted roughly from American colleges. It's going to be Division One programs. It's going to be high-level Division One programs. And of the 32 that get drafted, the first-round kids are generally going to make the team. If you're a second-round NBA pick, it's a crapshoot whether or not you make an NBA team or not. So now all of a sudden we're contract. talking about 16 kids. Yeah, we're talking about 16 kids that you feel, you know what, these guys are in. They're in. They're, they're good. They're going to make it, at least for, for one cycle. And so 16 kids out of 365 Division One teams. So what, what is that, roughly 6,000 kids, roughly Division One. My math's not very good. but So 16 is going to dictate what the 6,000 do? No, that makes no sense. And what and what happens every year, Terry? I mean, the the cycle keeps repeating itself. These, I mean, you can tell kids to your blue in the face, you're not good enough. You need to, you know, you need to stay. You need to stay. You need to stay. And it's not just the, I mean, the NFL too. I mean, and then you throw NBA is even tougher because you got the international component. You, as you said, you're going to have basically half of that draft uh, consisting of players from overseas whose skill sets are stronger than the kids coming out right now. And they're baseball. probably it's, physically It's the same better. thing as baseball. Yeah, exactly. I mean, baseball, you have all the young talent come out of the Caribbean, and so teams can win with young talent. They can, as they get older, and then they have to renegotiate the contract. And when you've got to pay those guys a lot of money, you can trade them or let them go to free agency. Same as in football. It's like Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's next uh, deal his next contract is going to be pretty substantial. And the Cowboys are going to take a big hit. Right now, you're playing with house money because you don't have to pay him much. It's still on his rookie contract. The NBA is different. The NBA, you don't see people from Saginaw State in the NBA very often. You just don't. Now, you might have Stanislav Miskara from a country you can't pronounce. He's in the NBA. It's a, it's a different gig. So the NBA is the one that has that rule. Not the NCAA, folks. It's the NBA that has, it's the NFL that has that rule, because you can play in the NBA quicker than you can play in the NFL. That's just reality. Uh, NFL NBA is a contact game. The NFL is collision. You know what's the average running back in the NFL? Two and a half years. I mean, yeah, you know, three, NBA maybe. is not like that, but it's so fewer jobs. I mean, there's so fewer jobs. The skill set is so high, so heavy. Trey Young, we're going to talk about him in a minute. Come out of out of uh, Oklahoma. People wanted to coordinate him as uh, uh, the next Steph Curry. You know, I think he's going to be really good or he's going to be a bust. And I'm going to lean on the side of a bust just from watching oh. him play. Uh, and, you know, I hope I'm wrong. That's just what I see. I'm not an NBA scout 
by any stretch of the imagination. Just the games that I've seen him play, uh, you know, he's Steph Curry without uh, some of the panache. And, you know, I know he's young. I get all that. Uh, he played against a lot higher-level competition in college than Steph Curry did. He played in the Big 12. Everybody geared defenses toward it. Uh, Steph Curry was at Davidson. Uh, much less level of competition. Steph Curry is a once-in-a-generation player. I'm not sure Trey Young is. I, I don't think he is. I think he's a good player that would benefit from a couple more years in college to mature. But, you know, if they're going to throw millions at me and I'm going to be a, a draft pick in the first, you know, I'd say 7 to 12 picks, absolutely you go. No question about it. Here's the Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, solving the problems of the world. This segment brought to you by... Our friends at Vantage. Back in a minute, folks. At Burton Dodge, the spring sales event is going on now with great prices and low financing. The all-new Pacifica is $6,500 off MSRP. Get $6,000 off MSRP on 18 Dodge Chargers. Get $7,000 off 18 Grand Caravans. Get an 18 Jeep Cherokee for only $19.9. Get $6,000 off MSRP on 18 Grand Cherokees. And we've even got $3,000 off remaining 17 Jeep Wranglers. During the spring sales event at Brennan Dodge in Ruston. It's grown up, green ice in way to get through the day or chillax at night. Just come inside Taco Bandito, and as quick as a masked rabbit, you're enjoying a world-famous grown-up green icy. We've got your grown-up green icy ready when you come inside Taco Bandito. Taco Bandito on Forsyth Avenue in Monroe and Warren Drive at Cypress Street in West Monroe. It's grown-up green icy time, grown-up green icy time, grown-up green icy time at Taco Bandito. If you could talk to your animal when they say... They're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely, and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one, 345-4545. If your gas gauge doesn't work, you might run out. If your speedometer doesn't work, you might get a ticket. Don't risk either one happening to you. If the gauges in your car don't work, call or come by Dash Solutions in West Monroe. They can fix anything that's broken, and most repairs are done in less than an hour. The solution to broken gauges is Dash Solutions. I-20 at 5th Street in West Monroe. 355-8595. The average family accumulates a whole lot of stuff over the years. So whenever you need to haul it, cover it, or store it, 
you need to call Ideal Portable Buildings and Trailer Sales. When I was looking for a portable building, my biggest concern was quality. My building from Ideal is the highest quality I've ever seen. Ideal can custom build any size building to meet your exact needs. They can add shelves, windows, roll-up doors, whatever you want. I needed a portable building that wasn't going to break my bank. When I talked to Ideal, they offered a price that couldn't be beat. Portable storage at a great price. Ideal also specializes in custom-built carports in any size and trailers up to 16 feet. I was looking for a place with excellent customer service. The guys over at Ideal were great to deal with and delivered right on time. Thanks, Ideal, for a great experience. Haul it, cover it, store it. Ideal Portable Buildings and Trailer Sales, 699-9426, Living on the Edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldron. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldron, Jamie Foxx, rolling here on the Edge. Appreciate you spending a little part of your day with us. Um, Jamie, uh, Penny Hardaway. Looks like he's going to be named head coach at University of Memphis. Shocking. Yeah. You think? Go figure. Got to be careful what you wish for sometimes. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I don't know Penny Hardaway. I'm sure he's a great guy. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that uh, I will take the under within two years that thing is going to be just ravaged with NCAA. Uh, the NCAA, the, the frequent flyer miles they're going to get going from Indianapolis to Memphis uh, is going to be staggering. Will they win? Um, they won 21 games this year. I mean, what's what's how many do you have to win? I mean, give me Man, give me enough. what's the expectation? If you're a Memphis fan, what's the expectation? Well, obviously, you know, to win it all. But, I mean, if you're, you know, if you want to believe. Yeah. (laughs) And you've you've recruited Memphis, and a lot of people have, so you know the the inner workings of it a little bit. But I can tell you this, uh, I just, I'm sorry, I can't help but believe some of the, uh, some of the, there's some credence to the the thought that Penny Hardaway was the one undermining Tubby Smith to get that Memphis job. And I have no reason to believe that, you know that he didn't have something to do with it. I, to me, Tubby Smith has a, you know, cares a lot more cachet and, and has a, you know, a track record. Not to say Penny Hardaway can't be a good coach, but um, he's right in the middle of that stuff, and he knows all the all the coaches. And, and yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see personally. I'd love to see Memphis back in the Final Four. Um, I loved it when Larry Keenan and Finch and Dana Kirk. I, I mean, I, I was absolutely, but. Um, I don't know if, if Penny Hardaway is the, the guy to do it, but apparently if they do, according to, to your line of thinking, if they do that, the NCAA is going to be sniffing around the Memphis Tigers program pretty soon. Is that a, is that a fair statement? Yeah, and, and, you know, am I accusing him of So before people start texting in on that part of it, look, he's a, he's a, it's a hybrid coach. He is the head, uh, head coach at East High School in Memphis. Uh, I don't think he teaches there. He's just the head basketball coach. they got two of the top. I think 15, 16 players in the country uh, coming out next year. Uh, he also runs his own AAU team, Team Penny, which is a, a very well-funded, well-known AAU program. So he's, you know, as a general rule, high school coaches don't like AAU guys as a general rule, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, and you do have some good AAU guys, not, not that many, but, but there are some out there. 
Um, and so, yeah, as an AAU guy, you've got no rules, Jamie. I mean, you literally have no rules. There's no code of conduct. Uh, nothing. Zero. And so it gets like the wild, wild west. And so these AAU guys are very heavily involved in the recruiting. Uh, that's part of what these wiretaps are um, in the, uh, with the, the FBI right now, is you have agents, and the agents are hooking up with the AAU guys because they have access to the players and their family. And so do you just cut yourself off from that? All the, I mean, the, the team, I mean, you know, are you going to change the name of the team? Obviously, because you can't sponsor an AAU team if you're a head Division One coach. You know, it's kind of like flipping houses and being a realtor. Most realtors don't flip houses strictly because there's a code of ethics and conduct that they sign that they have to be part of. As just a house flipper, just Joe off the street, you don't have to, you're not bound by those same uh, rules and regulations. So you, you can be ethical, you can be unethical, really doesn't matter. As a realtor, you're bound by certain things and there's penalties with it. NCAA is the same way. I'm not saying that what they do is all good because it's not. But the, the issue you're going to run into here um, – Representative of uh, somebody who's a representative of schools' athletic interests, that's basically anybody Penny Hardaway knows associated with Memphis. And so anything that they do, any of the ex NBA players, um, his buddies, they're all going to be, by definition, representative of schools' athletic interests. And any contact with those kids whatsoever is a violation. If the NCAA chooses to pursue it, they do. If they don't, they don't. But I want you to look at this. And here's where I want to go with it let's look at. NBA stars that have become college coaches with really limited coaching background, especially collegiate. Uh, we look at Georgia, uh, Georgetown. I saw Patrick Ewing last week. He, he was in Lake Charles watching one of his guys that he assigned out of Louisiana. First year as a head coach at Georgetown. Patrick Ewing, 15-15. and 2-9 and nine is the last 11 games. Josh LeBlanc, four-star product, uh, prospect out of Louisiana. Uh, he signed uh, the white kid that could really jump, uh, the McClung kid out of Kentucky. So he's gotten some good players coming in. We'll see how he does. 15 and 15, you know, we got to give Patrick an incomplete. You, you just don't know. Body of work is not there. Fair enough. Chris Mullen, St. John. First year, he was awful at St. John. St. John was a dumpster fire of a program. He's 38 and 60 overall. He did beat Duke. He beat Villanova. How good can he be? Good question. 38 and 60 uh, over two over uh, two seasons. Danny Manning at Wake Forest. Danny Manning did really well at Tulsa. Took him to the NCAA tournament. At Wake Forest, he's 92 and 102. And that, that is combined, actually, with Tulsa and, uh, and Wake Forest. He won 38 games at Tulsa. We'll see. Incomplete. Avery Johnson, Alabama. Avery Johnson got to the NCAA tournament this year because the Sexton kid had an incredible SEC tournament. Wins the first round game, gets drubbed in the second round. Sexton's gone after this year. We'll see how he does. Avery, uh, 56 and 45. Pretty, you know, hey, by Alabama basketball standards, not named Whip Sanderson, pretty good. Terry Porter, former great Portland Trailblazer, was the head coach of the Portland Pilots. Um, his team won 10 games this year. He won nine mm-hmm. last year. That's 21 and 44. Well, he won one Jamie Stoudemire. 
Yeah, Damon Stoudemire. I mean, I, I've got a couple of them. Damon Stoudemire, 25 and 40 uh, at Pacific, former NBA star. Worked as an assistant at Memphis in Arizona before he got the Pacific job in 2016. So he's got a background in coaching in college. Danielle Marshall, Central Connecticut, 20 and 41. He won six this first year. He won 14 this year. They're still in the late low 300s on the ratings. Uh, the one that's done well is Dan Marley. <clears throat> Dan Marley at uh, Grand Canyon, 103 and 57. Probably the greatest NBA to college coach uh, success story. Grand Canyon going to Division One. Mike Dunleavy at Tulane, the Green Wave. He's 20 and 42. He won 14 games this year. He won six his first year. So going to, to uh, Clyde Drexler at Houston or go into uh, some of these different guys, they just typically have not panned out real well. So we'll see what goes on with Penny Hardaway. Um, over under two years, I'm probably taking the under. Really? Yep. Well, it, because they don't win or because the NCAA will be knocking at the door? Which 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 one comes first? Um, I, I think at this point, you know, it, this is what Memphis wants, and this is what Memphis is going to get. And, you know, if I'm Tubby Smith and, you know, you you know, the, here's what's going to happen. Well, he just wasn't a good fit and blah. No, he, he, he just wouldn't play their game. And that's why they got rid of him. Um, Memphis is dirty, folks. There's no way about it. Yeah, football, basketball, um, it's kind of an incestuous sort of thing. And, Terry, the the AAU thing, to me, and I don't know how you do it, but, you know, the NBA, uh, excuse me, the, the NCAA goes after these coaches and these uh, – but to me, you – I mean, without saying it, let's be honest, all the, all the filth is really from the AAU standpoint. I mean, from the coaches to, you know, the, the boosters and everything, that's – that's what the NCA should be trying to, and I don't know what their policing powers would be, but that's who they need to be refereeing and, and trying to set, as you said, there's no rules, there's there's no uh, code of conduct or anything like that. You know, you can yeah, be you as filthy as you want. There, there's no way you hold AAU guys accountable to the NCAA. The NCAA has no power over them. But they should. The shoe companies run the whole, no, how? The NCAA, look, people don't understand what the NCAA is a lot of times. Well, the NCAA should, then, 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 is a voluntary organization. You join as an institution. You join that voluntarily. All right. Yeah, and then, when, and then and, when these guys get hammered, they're going to leave the NCAA, just like these big schools have threatened to do. They'll just go, well, they have to go. I'm gonna, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave. Who are they going to play? They'll form they their go? own. They'll form their own organization. Really? They want to do that. They want to separate already, Terry. They want to. They want to separate the group of five from the from the power five. I mean, it's it's well, it a power structure. goes back to what I was saying earlier. Yeah, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. That there's some truth to that, in the sense that I think you're going to have one league at some point in the next five to seven years. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a group of schools. You know what? We're going to pay our players. We're going to play football. We're going to pay basketball players, and we'll use that revenue to try to offset everything else for the swimming and diving team and tennis and golf and all that. And then you're going to have a group of people that give kids scholarships. Uh, and, and they're going to be two distinct, separate, which they are now anyway. Uh, I, I think you're going to see that because this empowerment of the student-athlete is, is, is a very big thing. Right now everybody feels they're owed something. So if you're the kid at Maryland, Baltimore County, you think you're every bit as valuable financially as the guy at Duke. And, and you know, I hate to break it to you, you're not. 
Uh, that's just the reality of the situation. So you listen to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox. Check out our last break. We get back. More problems solved for the world. Back in a minute, folks. Louisiana, do you want a great deal? This year's fourth annual Jim Taylor Memorial Sales Event is benefiting MedCamps of Louisiana. Each year, MedCamps provides free summer camps to children with chronic illnesses and disabilities from all across Louisiana. It's Ford Truck Month at Jim Taylor in Ruston. We have a huge inventory and we're making the best deals of the year on all 2018 F-Series. Come shop with us this month and help support MedCamps during this tremendous event. Help support MedCamps and get a real Jim Taylor deal. I am Jessica Ledoux, member and employee for Washita Valley Federal Credit Union. Becoming a member of Washita Valley is much easier today. Memberships are now open to anyone who lives, works, worships, attends school, or owns a business in any of our seven parishes that we serve. Our goal is to offer you personal banking and to make sure you're getting the best rates possible. Washita Valley currently serves Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, Morehouse, Washita, and Richland Parishes. We know you have a choice when it comes to your finances, and to us, you're not just a member. So if you live, work, worship, attend school, or own a business in Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, Morehouse, Washita, or Richland Parish, let Washita Valley provide you with excellent service and secure financial well-being. Membership eligibility required. Member NCUA. If you're a homeowner, you know how important curb appeal is. It does make a difference how your home looks from the street. An old broken garage door does nothing for curb appeal. In fact, it can lower your home's value. But a beautiful new door from Bayou Overhead Door not only adds to your home's curb appeal, it can provide the protection, privacy, and energy savings your family needs. For over 35 years, Bayou Overhead Door has installed only the best, highest quality clo-pay doors and equipment to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana. Now they also offer seamless gutters and durable floor coverings for your garage, patio, porch, or driveway installed in just a day. So whether you're building a new home or remodeling your existing home, call for a no-cost consultation about the right garage doors for the best curb appeal in the neighborhood. Bayou Overhead Door, 322-1090, or visit their user-friendly website, BayouOverheadDoors.com. Ram Truck Month at Brennan Dodge brings huge discounts so you can make a great deal on your new Ram truck with $14,000 off MSRP on 17 Ram 1500 Longhorn or get $13,000 off on 17 Ram 1500 Laramie, or get $11,000 off on 18 Ram 1500 Crew Bighorn, or get $10,000 off on 18 Ram 3500 Crew, or get an 18 1500 Quad Cab for only $29.9. Don't miss Ram Truck Month at Brennan Dodge in Ruston. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox, shutting this thing down here last segment on Tuesday. Uh, Aaron didn't like my house analogy. It uh, meant nothing derogatory toward anyone. I'm just I'm, Sometimes my analogies are not as good as other ones. I probably could have gotten a better one there, Aaron, so I appreciate the text. He also says, hey, what you can do is pay kids in proportion to the amount of money their team generates. 
that would be fair, and the girls' volleyball team wouldn't be expecting the same type of money as the football team. Uh, in theory, that works. But I text Aaron back. That's like saying, hey, look, Garth Brooks's drummer should make the same amount as Garth Brooks. It, it, it's not practical. Uh, you know, what's fair, what's equitable, and what's right, that's all uh, very beholding to who is looking at it and who's counting the numbers. You know, you can't pay the softball team. Do you think the softball team at Duke generates the same amount as the basketball team? Do you think the uh, anything at LSU comes close to football? No. It absolutely doesn't. That's television rights. That's butts and seats, merchandising, tickets, et cetera. And so it's it's a Title IX nightmare, which is the uh, Equity and Athletics 1972 uh, ruling uh, from the Justice Department where you have proportionality and things of that nature. It is a nightmare uh, for Title IX stuff. So, I don't, you know, I don't know the answer to it. I, I really don't. I think at some point you're going to see these people go ahead and go. You know what? We're going to we're going to pay these guys a certain amount of money. Uh, stipends going up. But but again, if you think Louisiana Tech or Grambling or ULM generates what LSU or Texas, you're delusional. And there's a lot more ULMs, Louisiana Tech, and Gramblings out there than there are LSUs and Alabamas. And, and that's just the reality of the deal. You know, the SEC and the Big Twelve can get huge television contracts. Why? Because they have huge recruiting bases, or excuse me, huge alumni bases. They're in major metropolitan cities for the most part, uh, more so the Big 12 than the SEC. The SEC is more college towns, but their draw is immense. And then you get in the Pac-12 who do, and the Big 10 who does have huge recruiting bases. The ACC, huge alumni bases. So it's all what people will pay for advertising. You know, it's going to cost more to advertise in Phoenix, Arizona, than it is in Starkville, Mississippi. And so it's all relative. Everybody has the, the quick, easy answer, pay everybody. You know, and, and it angers me when I listen to Jalen Rose, who I think has some good points on some things, but but I don't think it's well-researched. I think he deals with only the elite. You know, if you're only calling Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Villanova, Duke, Providence, Kentucky, then everybody's like that. It's kind of like the analogy we use everywhere. If you live in Hawaii and you've never been anywhere else in your life, the whole world's a beach. That, that's all you know. But there's, you know, mountain. What's a, what's a mountain? What's, what's snow? We've never heard of that. It must not exist. So it's not an easy solution. I mean, you, you look at some of these smaller-level programs, and, again, nobody's a low major. Uh, everybody's at least a, a mid-major. But you look at some of the mid-major programs, if you're going to put a, a cost of attendance stipend in, where are you going to get that $250,000 or are you going to get that half a million dollars? Is it going to come out of the science department? Do you raise ticket? If you're LSU, you raise ticket prices a dollar, and everything's good. If you're ULM or Tech or Grambling or Southern Mississippi or basically anybody that's not a Power 5 school, go ahead and raise your ticket prices a dollar. I mean, ULM's dropping their football ticket prices, which is a brilliant move in my estimation, by the way. Um, is everybody, we, we look at through the same side of the, of, the, of the microscope, and people aren't the same. Colleges aren't the same. And I think we, we see the NCAA tournament where you see the Maryland-Baltimore County incredible upset, 16 over one, never been had before. We see the great Stephen F. Austin story from a year ago. You have these miraculous runs. Everybody gets juiced up about it. And, yeah, they're gone by the Sweet 16. That's just the reality of what's going on. And so no easy solutions to this, but to pay everybody thing, do you really think that the, uh, the, the 12th scholarship guy at Grambling, they're going to be able to pay that guy? No. It's ridiculous to even get into that. Well, we just won't play. Well, where are you going to go? 
And I say that for anybody. You know, we should boycott the tournament. We're great. Where else are you going to get the opportunity you're getting out? We'll go to the ABA or the G League. Great. Do that. See how that works out. I mean, you go to, to Lithuania and be uh, the Ball Brothers, and you're literally in obscurity. When's the last time you heard anything from even LeVar Ball? You know? It's, just, it's a different world, man. So, interesting stuff, Jamie. I think we pontificated about quite a bit today. What do you think? And all the points I, I, I shudder to, to, to mention, I agree with, with all of them. But here's one that I think makes the NCAA tournament. I think you just mentioned it. You know, when you're talking about the dollar, and most people at the end of the day, Terry, I think if they'll be honest with themselves, that we, I mean, now I, I disagree with Clay Travis saying that, that he doesn't want to see, you know, everybody at the, wants to see Duke and Kentucky there at the end, maybe to an extent. But. Do you realize that the, the the opening rounds of the NCAA, some of those viewerships are higher than the finals because people want to see that upset. They want to see the the Buffaloes and the and the Mar- you know University of Maryland Baltimore County uh, knock off you know the you know the one sixteen. That's what everybody lives for the the David versus Goliath story every year that the NCAA tournament gives us. They give us every year, not just and there were a lot more that were close. Believe me, look at look at Nevada, who knocked off Texas, maybe the richest athletic department in the country, and then turned around. Yeah, and Nevada didn't play. The, yeah, they didn't beat. They didn't beat Texas. They beat uh, Te- Cincinnati. And who did they beat in the first? Was it Texas in the first? No, they round? beat Texas in the first round. They okay. did, I yeah. think they beat Texas in the first round. You're right, but the second round they did indeed beat Cincinnati. So, again, uh, Cincinnati no more is a powerhouse in basketball certainly than Nevada. But that's the beauty of this. That's the and in baseball too, at, at the College World Series, you have the opportunity for Coastal Carolina to win it all. I mean, programs with minuscule budgets compared to these others, well, and that's what that to me is the beauty of college athletics, and particularly the NCAA basketball tournament. And, and, and I kind of disagree. No, I, I would, I would love a Final Four of, of uh, you know Loyola, uh, Maryland, Baltimore County, Buffalo, but I mean, it's not going to happen. You know, two of those are already gone, but. To me, it should – I don't know. I mean, to me, maybe if there was more parity, instead of trying to always try to keep staying elite and, and breaking off and the power five splitting off in the group, maybe try to try to look at us. Uh, to me, the NCAA is absolutely stepping on – they've got a terrific marketing plan in place with the NCAA tournament, and yet they're trying to screw it up by trying yeah, to make the elite even more of revenue. Yeah. yeah. Let me let me read this, Tyler. Yeah. Let me. I'm going to address Tyler here. Tyler, text in, and then we'll get out of here. Most student athletes would be happy getting paid enough to go out and buy healthy food every week instead of living off Lucky Charms and eating on campus every meal. Well, the thing about the Power Five, the bigger schools, uh, you have restaurants on campus. I know when I was in Southeastern Louisiana, we had Chick Fil A on campus. You got Burger King on campus, and so you have the ability to eat. And your football, basketball, everything is paid for, folks. So you know. It's like we we had meals one time one year, we were off for Christmas for like three and a half weeks. We had two meals a day at the Piccadilly, and you know, believe it or not, and I like the Piccadilly. I like to eat. You can look at and tell that. At some point, the kids were like, "Man, we just you know, can we do something other than the Piccadilly?" No, that's that's the contract we have. So they are getting, you know, football, and basketball kids are, are are not starving to death. Now, some of the other kids, yeah, and that's just the way it's set up. And so crazy things going on. I think the lack of information, sometimes people assume everybody's the same, and they're not. 
Speaking of uh, all people the same, we love our sponsors. Appreciate you spending your dollars with us. We very much appreciate your sponsorship and the good people out there listening to us. We will entertain, educate, enlighten, enrage, uh, and probably do all of those. It's all in good fun and educational purposes. Appreciate you listening, as always. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union for sponsoring the Smarmy, Smart Alecky text line, which we love. Uh, our friends at GB Cooley, we're running you support a worthwhile cause, Louisiana Special Living. Vantage, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. And our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world. Go see them on US 165 North in Monroe. 318-345-4545, and also hook somebody up with a gift certificate to Spa-Navelle, Lemmy Lane in Monroe, 318-807-1060, Spa-Navelle. For Simsboro alum, John Tabor, for Jamie Fox, I am Terry Walter. Make sure you stay tuned this afternoon for Sean Fox, the sports company coming your way at 3 o'clock. Until tomorrow, folks, aloha, have a great day.